calm down, one, two, three. Calm down, calm down, one, two, three. See, your voice is coming up properly now. Because I'm right up here, that's why. Well, that's what, this is where, see where I am. Well, that's where I've been. No, can you see how far, I, there you go. Okay, fine. Is this better? Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> so much better. Can you not see, can you not see on the... No. What's going on, people? It's your boy Swami Barakas, aka the Barracuda, and this is the very first episode, numero uno episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm joined here by my co-host, Mrs. Barakas Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Well, you know how I am because we live together and yeah. we spend all our lives together. So you know that I've been incredibly pissed off because we're trying to get this whole thing right <laughs> and we're not able to get the gains correct and the, our voices are all over the and place. You've been shouting at me I've and been telling me I'm you. terrible and rubbish at all of this kind of stuff. Literally Even for the last hour. I was a radio presenter and I know all about gains. I, you have no, you, you know nothing about gains, Vlad. <laughs> you don't even walk into a gym. So how is that even going to compute? Um, so basically, this is the very first episode. We literally haven't got a clue about what we're doing we're just gonna we're just gonna basically run with it and um we're just... gonna blag it and see how we get on yeah and then you lot can tell us if it was any good or not yeah if we get like loads of backlash from people and and loads of complaints about um us being way too boring or talking about things that are completely irrelevant and having absolutely no need for any real discussion Feel free, feel free to tell us and we'll nix, nip this in the bud ASAP. Or we just won't listen to you at all and just carry on doing it and you don't have to listen to us anymore, it's up to you. Yeah, I probably think the latter is the is the way forward, really. Because we, you know, we, we're, we're old, we really don't care. Speak for yourself, love. You're getting there, love. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's a few more rings in that bark You'll when you cut your leg. You'll always be five years older than me. Yeah, well that makes me, what, 25 and stuff, so... <laughs> Anyway, right. Any for those people who don't know who we are, which is probably everyone, because the only people actually listen to this is going to be like your mum, my mum, your dad. I don't think I can let my mum speak. Listen to this. Why? Because when I speak, I have to watch what I say these times. That like these days, because uh, of my foul language. You are incredibly foul mouthed. I've hidden it from my family for this long, and I've hidden it from your mum as well. She'll kill me. Yeah, yeah. Mum's mum's not seen the side that I see as soon as you come back into our home compared to hers, because it's <laughs> a lot of uh, you know a lot of usage of some words that I can't even I can't even bring myself to say. To be fair, like um, but let's we, let's not let's not let's not let's not <laughs> cut off any potential listenership right off from the offset. We need to we need to. Um, get some people in and listen to this and actually you know find out who we are basically but i'm not gonna watch my language all right okay well then in that case we put like a massive like uh, a big disclaimer out here that parental advisory explicit lyrics explicit talk from jojo <laughs> b um so all you little you kids just bleep me every time i swear every time yeah just like we'll just throw a sound effect in there like a boomerang or something every time you say something mm. Which is, there'll be no, it'll be like one of those old 90s like tracks from like Ghetto Boys, Scarface, or you know, like a Snoop Dogg track from Doggy Style, where there'll be like three words from the verse on the radio edit, and all the rest of it is just like, just nothing, just <laughs> air noise, you know. So, this is this is what it's going to be like. Jojo, it'll be talking from me and noise from, from I'll just Jojo giggle B. and every now and again go, uh, shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, there you go. So already we we went to the podcast all of I think it's been three minutes, three and a half minutes, three and a half minutes, and uh, already we've got um, the first swear word from this this podcast, the first of many. So if you decide that you really don't like want you're to, you're some kind of angel that doesn't swear. I have I sworn so far once in this three and a half minutes. Well, I mean, give it another couple of minutes, and the I'll just—I'll make you irate enough to hate me and nah, want to swear I'm at me. I'm a professional fam. Like I've—I've I've been doing this for like you know people that know me and know I've been in the game. I know for, you love. Yeah, what <laughs> these these people know me in a different way. They know me as uh, as a professional, um, and that I've conducted so many radio interviews, broadcast interviews, and I have never sworn or said anything of any. You know thing. what happened on my very first radio show. I was doing um I was doing drive time, I was covering drive time. And uh I wanted to mix it up so I wasn't gonna do just Bollywood and stuff. And so I thought, oh let me play. <laughs> I don't know why. There was a reason why I played twenty one seconds. Oh god. And I didn't have it, so I said I can't remember who I asked. I said, Can you please send me twenty one seconds because I don't have it? And they sent it to me and I didn't listen to it before I went on air and I started playing <laughs> started playing it. And it was the not for radio version. Oh, dear. So at about five o'clock in Newcastle, the effing and blinding and swearing was uh, blaring across the radio waves. Oh, my days. I nearly got Spice FM shut down on my very first show. Two multiplied by ten plus one, Jojo be done. Uh, that was <laughs> that was probably the end of your illustrious radio career. Big up Spice FM. I'm not going to come on here and belittle uh, your time at um, the infamous spice fm Newcastle. all my spice greatest. fm people out there sandeep amit garav iram everyone else yeah it's yeah big up spice i'm gonna say big up spice fm i'm not gonna because you know what everyone needs to start somewhere and like to think that spice fm was the stepping stone uh for you to come onto this which is gonna be the it's got me two jobs uh, having that on my cv has got me two jobs two whole jobs two whole jobs at pretty amazing places we will actually come to that and come to your life and career. And exactly because people, you know, people are probably, oh, the only reason people really tune in, in, don't talk over when I'm talking. You told me it was okay to talk over you. I don't, oh, now you're getting closer to the mic. Yeah. Uh, this whole time I've been trying to get her to stay in one place. And this chick can't even remotely put her head in one place. Like, you know, that sounds, this. you know what, there's uh, all kinds of innuendos with that. And we're not going to go Are we there. we going to cut that bit out? I'm not, that's going to cut, that's going to stay straight in there because this is the, I'm telling you, you've heard so far on this podcast, all of six minutes and I've been completely consistent in my tone and vocals. Whereas her, whatever you just brought the innuendo like, in. I didn't say anything like that. Excuse me? I just dropped a fuck earlier on. That was it. You just dropped a fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're the one who made it all sexual. You know what? I was I, my, my thought process was th- this podcast, <laughs> all right? This podcast. The reasons for us doing this podcast. Okay. Yeah, back to the agenda. Back to the agenda. The reasons for us actually doing this podcast was one, because we're bored. Yeah. You know? Uh, two, it was to save our marriage. What? Because we're on the brink, bruv. We are on the brink. But I'm like. You keep saying this to me, and I don't know what brink he's on the edge of, but I'm not anywhere near it. It's because I can't get my wife to sit in one place in front of a microphone. And even in that time, she Do has to. You know to... why? Because I'm busy washing the dishes or washing your pants. That's why. This, this, is, this is true. Jojo B's life, she culminated all those years she's talking about getting new jobs at Spice Affair, from Spice Affair and getting these amazing places. It culminated in her pretty much washing my boxer shorts. On a, on a weekly basis. Wish you could see my face right now. 
because <laughs> she's thinking about basically what the what could have been tomorrow. yeah exactly I could, you could have been a contender <laughs> you know what i mean you could have done something with your life and you have this is the pinnacle of your existence you know this right <gasps> now this now. moment right now is the pinnacle of your existence um but anyway this so, is as good as it gets <laughs> this is as good as it's ever going to be for you oh so God. you know soak it in just just lap it in um and the third reason which is you know i was actually thinking you know what myself and my wife and my good wife have had so many uh really in-depth conversations recently uh, about a whole range of subjects that have happened um across um the news whether it's uh the nike london advert which we both kind of I've talked about quite uh, prolifically on social media um, and um, uh, you know, Black Panther that's come out recently, which we will discuss later on today um, and just generally loads of conversations in depth. And I just felt, you know what, we, we've had these conversations within our four walls and I feel there's an audience out there that could actually sit there and, and, and listen to this uh, and potentially agree, potentially think these guys are nuts um and but at least they get a chance to see the the bonkers side of our life and the kind of conversations that we have and i felt maybe putting our voices to it might be the way forward isn't it insane how in this day and age we all think that somebody cares what we say it's so true you know i've i've tried many a time to engage many an audience over my time whether it's in music whether it's on social media uh whether it's on a stage um nah and literally everybody in our life doesn't listen to us. Yeah. We're the only two people that listen to each other. Nobody cares what we have to say. Maybe, Friends, there's, a, maybe there's, a, there's a running theme there. Maybe there's a... There's a <laughs> we were made for each other. Maybe. We, we were made for each other, yeah. Because <laughs> no one else is going to listen to us. It's just us. Um, and so we thought potentially, you know, if we do a podcast, maybe we can get other people to maybe finally listen to us. Um, and- <laughs> we can but hope. If you do listen to it, just let everybody else know that you've listened to it and then tell them to listen and then maybe we can you know be back on radio again spice FM. <laughs> this is what this is this is basically i'm trying to get him to move back to newcastle is what i'm trying to do this is an audition tape really for jojo b who's really left it's been a stagnant life you know it's like stagnant someone's life. What you it's about? Been, you've been stuck in like kind of you know like um like you know stuck in suspended animation for the last like five years trying to find ways to get back into broadcast and get your voice back out there i'm giving you this platform and yet you're still He's giving me this platform yeah and i think the, i paid half of this equipment thanks very much you know we've we've gone all out here you know uh, we've gone all out and this is um this 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 is we what i do a pirate radio station I don't think that's even... Is that a thing? Is that a thing, isn't it? That now, I'm no. pretty sure people still do that. I think... Corrupt uh, maybe FM up, do it. Maybe up in Newcastle... Corrupt FM is a parody show. If you go up to How Newcastle, maybe so people still... So many people think that's real and I, be- I like to believe that it's real. There's a thing... Okay, there's a thing, I don't know, like I might show you, maybe after the show, um, it's called the um, the internet. And what the internet enables you to do is to have your own radio shows where people can listen online. You don't need to get piracy. This is what I married. I'm, you this married is what someone, I have to deal with every day. She's married someone who basically you tells you You know all you lot who want to get married and you keep going on about how you would wish you were married. This is what I married. This is what you could have married. You're still talking over me. So it's just your life love disrespectful disrespectful anyway get back to the agenda okay yeah so basically that that was the premise for us making making a podcast um you know so it will get better than this initial 12 minutes which is complete buckwass um it's just us we haven't even told people who we are 
after all this. So it's been 12 minutes and I don't think anyone even knows who you are. I'm pretty sure you cut me off when I was about to say hello. There's nothing much to say, was there? So I'm Jyoti, or aka Jojo B, aka Jyoti B. Uh, I've had many internet names. Um, and... Some of them pretty bad. <laughs> Shut up. This is my moment. Um, and I'm married to this one. And um, that's been an interesting time. So we'll tell you more about that as the shows go on, I think. Um, and I used to work in media. I worked in media for 14 years until this year. And then, uh, or until late last year. And then I gave it all up. And I've moved to outside of media. I won't say what. Um, and I'm loving it. It's nice to have a change. It's good to have a change. But then you kind of start to miss it. So that's why we're doing this now. But it lets me be more creative again, which is nice. Yes. Uh, and all that time he was gesturing that I wasn't close enough to the mic. But my face is right against the you're, mic. You're kind of, she's close to the mic. But it's, all it's gonna I'm get, really get... softly spoken and I can't help that. Because it's the first show and we decided to just, this is pretty much like a, almost a test run, which we'll probably end up putting online because we, we, we really can't be asked to think of anything better. We haven't got any <laughs> pop filters and we haven't got any, wind, any windshields. So there'll be a lot of like, put, 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 um, which Why are you I, pointing out all the flaws? You know, I know, I know. What, no one would have noticed see, until he said it. You're going to point out the flaws in our marriage through this entire podcast Obviously. run. So I'm just pointing out the flaws that we've got. You're the one who it. said we were on the brink as well. I never said we were on the brink. I think it's going to be obvious for people to see when they hear the rest of these shows. I, know I say shows have, with like put, a... We've got all these lovely pictures. Literally um, can't. I can't get a word in. All right, this, fine. this is our marriage. I can't get a word in, and every time I try to say something, this is this is the you you hear <laughs> from the rest of our shows. Jojo B, okay, her and her entire family cut. Don't you diss off, my family. Cut you off when you're when you're speaking. Or do not diss my family. She's doing it again. I don't care because you just dissed my family. Doing it again. I'm How just, dare you? My family as well. Well, yeah, they are. Oh, so now it's all right. Yeah, like so now it's all about your family and my family. <laughs> When it's like our family, when it's supposed to be our family. Maybe we are on the brink. We are on the brink, fam. But hopefully this podcast will save us. Um, but basically, um, you know, Jojo B is, uh, is an esteemed, the esteemed Jojo B is, uh, has been working in the media industry for a number of years. And uh, now she's, uh, look, she's cut me off again. And now she's moved into uh, the more corporate world. I, on the other hand, Swami Barakas, aka the Barracuda, uh, I've pretty much been rapping for the last uh, te- 13 years now uh, of rapping. Um, and I've done uh, numerous tracks. Uh, Google me on YouTube if you have no idea who I am. Um, and um, yeah, I kind of put out a number of videos, put out mixtapes, collaborated with a number of different artists. Um, and I'm at the, that stage in my career now where I'm just having fun with music. Do something while I burp. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Unbelievable. Okay, so I'm back again. <laughs> you just... told me not to speak, so I didn't prepare. I didn't have anything ready in my head. I was just getting comfortable. But when I've asked you to say something, then just, just step in, isn't it? Okay. Maybe we should put a musical interlude there. <laughs> just like in the background. Yeah. Just kind of like, just kind of, you know, Muzak, you know, the kind of hotel. Or like... like the Hamlet music. Hamlet music. Hamlet cigar music. Okay. Are we... There'll be people here that will... Have, have, won't be old enough to know well that's whole... not my problem I was born in the 80s and so I remember stuff well that, we didn't remember what happened yesterday no so yeah that's a, there's a severe problem there. <laughs> that's called old age it is called old short-term age short term memory loss <laughs> comes to all of us it, it, will, it will happen to all of you um, with this, that's another, this is another word of advice you'll hear many words of advice over the course of the next few I say shows but this may be the, our one and only podcast 
Um, which means after that spending this much on equipment, we're going to make the we're going to make use of this, love. We didn't spend that much, fam. This is this is chump change for the Barracuda. For Jojo B, this is like three weeks' wages. Um, because you know when you're doing all the scant, scantily clad work that you do to make ends scantily meet clad us, work. You know, I'm not a stripper. Who said anything about stripping? I, um, it's a, and plus, it's a noble profession. Big up all my strippers who are listening in right now because yeah, you might have an no, audience. Ladies, good for you, right? You know what? But I'm not Earn one. It. Earn it. I've got that weekend song in my head. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> this is the. <laughs> okay, so you're going to be hearing a lot about us talking about music, movies, current agendas, our marriage. Um, cultural issues, which is going to be one of the best. This the reason for our, us calling this podcast "Native Immigrants" is because um, being an Asian couple living in London, we encounter so many different issues, agendas um, from numerous factors within our family, outside of our family, things we see on the news. Um, but it's very ingrained with being two British Asian people here uh, in Brit- British Asian people in Britain in London. In London. But yeah, in Britain as well, because I'm a northerner, so... Well, British Asians in Britain is, is like... The, it's like that I like dodge, it. That should be like our tagline. Native, native immigrants. She just spoke over me again. But okay. <laughs> this, is the, this is the longest I've had to get her to be quiet and stuff for this whole time. But anyway... Anyway, do the show on your own. <laughs> Are you going to be like that lovable sidekick? You know that every now and then they throw in a, a quick job. Uh, just a, just a. You should, if you, I wish there was a, a, a webcam that can see the face. Who's Jerry Lewis and who's Dean Martin? Do people would people even know who Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin are? I don't care. These are the references that we have. Okay, I, I guess, I guess. If you don't know, look it up. They were great films. Yeah, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin was um, an amazing partnership from the 50s and 60s. Um, but one was like the kind of comedy, really, the comic relief. And one was like they used to say the straight man, the kind of, you know, the, the, you know he was playing the, the, the hero role, sometimes crooning Dean Martin because he had an amazing voice. Um, I'd like to think that there's elements of both of them in my personality. <laughs> you know. I think you're the joker that no one takes seriously. I think you, you could be Jerry Lewis and I'll be Dean Martin, the suave, cool one. Suave. If you were can suave a woman and cool, be suave? I think she can. In these days, a woman can be anything she likes. Oh, God. <sighs> Every now and again, I might have a, fat, a feminist rant. She's going to, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy for her to have that, but she'll have it when I'm trying to discuss something very, very important. So and she'll probably cut me not off. On, when we're not on microphone as well. I'll just have it like when I'm washing the dishes or something. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so unfeminist. Unfeminist. I'm going to be washing the dishes while I'm having a feminist rant. Can you see the contradiction in there, basically? The fact then why wouldn't a, domestic... a feminist wash her dishes? I can't even speak. Wash her dishes. From the result of this is. That's all I heard there. <laughs> I hate you so much. See, so this is this is pretty much uh, how our li- how our lives are gonna our life our life. You how, can't speak either. I can't honestly because I'm I'm thrown off. I've now got feminist in my head. <laughs> I need to get that out of my head asap and focus on focus on the agenda. That's the at episode hand. name. Feminist. I don't even know how you can spell that. We'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah. What we, so basically, what, we, what we're doing. <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess people would have, would probably want to know how we met, or how how our paths crossed. 
you know um you know as we're just going to touch on it brief because i think this is this is something that we can probably focus on in in more depth on a on a longer show maybe yeah if people are actually genuinely interested yeah um you know because there's I mean, if they're not interested, they would have stopped listening ages ago because this is 20 minutes of someone's life so far. It's been 20 minutes and we haven't even said anything remotely relevant. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, it's crazy, you know, but I promise you, um, I can't even promise because... These are empty promises. These are empty promises because <laughs> I can put up my end of the bargain. I'm not sure whether my illustrious colleague will bring that same level of, you know, bravado. I can't believe you just keep dissing me. This, this because we're on, because now because we're on a podcast and I'm able to do this, whereas you do it the entire rest of our times in our life. I really wish you could just see the looks that I give him because yeah. basically my face says a lot. Um, but she needs to, that. What I'm saying, I'm trying to get her to be more. Bring that passion onto the microphone. Bring that. Bring that aggression. I bring will. That, yeah, but you know, you can't. You can't be that Yoda. You can't use the force every now and then. You've got to bring the force all the time, fam. That's tiring, though. <laughs> this is going to be a very long podcast. Come people. on, then. All right. <laughs> Get to a point. All right. The point is, we met uh, almost eleven years ago, twelve years ago. Um, so I saw you on stage 2005, I think it was, but then we didn't really speak for another like a year or two after that. That's because, because you were so besotted and I really wasn't besotted. I, I was really, really upset about the fact that you had invaded my, um, my, uh, special kind of going out place. The special going out place for those people who don't know, there are probably pe- listeners now who won't even have a clue what this place is because it's, it's not been around for the last eight nine years uh notting hill arts club had a night called bombay bronx which was like the go-to place for pretty much all of british asian crowd in london uh, once a month um and you know what it wasn't like your typical club night you could just go and vibe like, i don't even know where people go out right now uh, that, that's how old i am that's how old i sound i genuinely and- hate clubs now yeah that's that's our life we're, we're our lives well, and i hate what, everybody in the club as well everybody in the club as well in the club in the club in the club yeah <laughs> you can find me in the club yeah but not me <laughs> you won't find me there yeah i really i would be so surprised because the, the amount of times you absolutely gun clubbing like absolutely hate it for me to then for you to then turn around and say to me yeah i'm gonna go clubbing with my girls tonight i would do you know what sometimes i drugs. do that i just go oh should we go to this night because then i think oh you know like it used to be good it used to be really fun and then I go there and I realise that I just hate everyone there. Yeah. And I hate a lot of the music. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. I th- so, music- you know, youngins, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> you couldn't have sounded any more old. But that's, that's, that's where you are in life. So, and the thing is, I think a lot of people now, I see people in their 20s that just don't go out clubbing now. Because the, that culture is just not there anymore. And it's because the, the music's crap. It's not just a music. This girl. Uh, the music's great don't listen to her keep doing what you do it's the problem is there's not the nights aren't music. there just, why do you look I'm trying to I'm trying to talk passionately about something you're still talking over me this is make better music that's all fine come on yeah well we'll be delving into one of the subjects after this little quick break and we'll talk about what we've been up to this week
welcome back to the second half of the very first episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. My name is Swami Barakas. And I'm Jyoti. 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 Jojo underscore B. We've already discussed this at length. But I just can't bring myself to call, call myself that. You've used that on every single social media Yeah, but platform. that's for social media. It's fine. But anyway, if you want to call me Jojo, you can call me Jojo. If you want to call me Jyoti, you can call me Jyoti. If someone's going to search for you... And and try to locate your you know, okay. ASNL. Then it's Jojo underscore B J Y O J O underscore B. Okay, so all you guys that want to basically stalk my missus and send her, um, you know, provocative text and and why are you and, asking people to do that? I'm just saying if they if they want to find you, that's the place to look. And then obviously I'm going to answer all the tweets and messages thereafter. I'm not going to let you near my phone. What? <laughs> We look like that we have that kind of relationship. Yeah, you don't care to go near my phone. Can we just say, we are extremely pissed off right now because our neighbours downstairs are loud as fuck. And they, yes, they are. They just can't shut up. It's like, the thing is, I'm a Gujarati. I love being a Gujarati. Other Gujaratis drive me insane because they're incredibly loud, unnecessarily loud. Do you know who's the loudest as well? They're like brat from hell. Oh my God. This child, it's... It, I have to check the back of its head to see whether there's any three sixes on there. Or it's a rakshas. What's it? You know, like a demon rakshas child. Because <laughs> it can't... The problem is, it screams at a level that's, you know, that enough for dogs to curl up on well, the floor and die. yesterday you could hear a hoover in and then, and then the kid was just screaming at the hoover. Yeah. And then the mother was screaming over the hoover and the kid. And I was like, what is this nonsense? What is going on here? So it's got three noises. You've got the hoover doing its normal mm sound, which is quite loud. Yeah. You've got her screaming at the child to stop screaming. Because... In Gujarati. So it's obviously high pitched. <laughs> okay. That's racist. But it's no, also it's the not. child is you also. Not when you sc- shout, it's high pitched. Is it? Yeah, ladies, yeah. Yeah. Us, the men, are, men just are just uh, the calmer sex in general. <laughs> but it's um, it, so you've got this child screaming at the hoover the hoover just screaming makes a noise the mother then screaming at the child it's like this three-way dance of terror at yeah, the same time and we had the tv on at the same time so we, and we could still hear them and our, we watch tv normally quite loud it, you know it wasn't porn yesterday but normal times it's kind of like <laughs> at a very high-pitched volume we almost do it to like like to scare people off as well at the same time well, put porn on really loud yeah yeah friday nights isn't it friday night porn <laughs> that's something to introduce to your date nights if you're having issues within your marriage you know friday night porn night is what i say you know we should have like a you know like a you know because you've we got don't a book really club. watch porn on a friday night we watch graham norton i swear you may watch graham norton well i'm on the phone on the other surface saying yeah this is amazing yeah yeah and uh i've got my porn hub account right on, on silent with subtitles why would you need? Why would I need to hear what's you being know, said Facebook, in the porn video? There's Facebook videos that have the subtitles. You don't have to put the volume on when you're in public. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I don't so listen to I'm shit. I'm sure there must be porn like that. Right. Anyway, if you find porn like that, get in touch with us. <laughs> this half of the show, <laughs> we're going to be talking about what we've been up to this week, apart from watching porn and and, and shouting at our neighbours downstairs. Um, so I guess the the main thing that we've done this week, a very important aspect of our week this week, is we went to go watch Black Panther. Yes, we did. Finally. The same as every single other person out there in the whole of the UK and America. So we finally made ourselves actually socially relevant just by watching it. Our cinema had a showing every half an hour. Yeah. And each showing was packed. Absolutely full to the brim. And 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 you know what? Completely understandably so because it is an amazing film. Yes, it definitely lives up to the hype. Yeah. Get first thoughts, Jojo B. 
before we say anything more, I think we should say that there's going to be some spoilers. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Just For the two up. people in the UK that haven't actually seen this film yet. <laughs> yeah, the, to the irrelevant people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah, don't listen to our podcast right now <laughs> and stuff because um, we're probably going to talk about it and spoil it all for you. Uh, almost definitely. Yeah, go for it. Um, I, I think the one thing that I really loved about it was just how... Um, amazing the women were in it yeah i think that um growing up there was hardly anyone that i could look up to as a strong female character other than me ma'am um that i thought i want to be her in the playground i there was she-ra and she-ra was very much a blonde white lady wasn't she the color of tea no that's he-man okay my bad yeah that's not her she was quite pale um but i used to you know Stand in the playground going, by the power of Grayskull. Grayskull? No, I don't think she said that. She said something else, isn't it? Oh, well, maybe I thought it was he by then. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> the resemblance is uncanny. Because <laughs> you had that weird, like, helmet hairstyle as a child as well, didn't you? Remember? You know, like, Why so the fringe was... Why are you was... revealing this to people? Right, you know what? One day I'm going to put up some pictures Please, up on my no. social media. So you can see, you can then relate uh, to what... To what, uh, to what I'm talking about. It's bad enough that my mum's got them up in the house. Never mind you putting it on social media. Thanks yeah. very much. Some of these things that is, is for the World Wide Web to assess Anyway, themselves. back to my point. Um, yeah, it's great to see some really strong women of colour who are um, just really kick-ass yeah. more than anything. Like Akoya literally kicks everybody ass. Everybody's yeah, I would ass. not want to see this woman in a dark alley anywhere. No, she will kick your ass. No, You've she got that kind use of that spear and just go straight for my genitals. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't even say anything to her. And that's the first thing she'd do. And do you know what? I wouldn't even stop her because I'd be scared stiff. You know, you'd probably um, be childless afterwards, but obviously that's, that's no concern. <laughs> not if it's going to be like the kid from downstairs. <laughs> um, and I thought Nikia was really cool. Yeah. Um, she She's a spy. Yeah. She's like Wakanda's version of James Bond. But without shagging loads of European chicks in their respective countries. and No, I just Black Panther instead, T'Challa. <laughs> um, and then you've got Shuri, who's like this amazing kind of engineering, science-y, techie girl who... The geek. It, she's like Q, isn't she? So She's like, like me. Q. Oh, she's like Q. Yeah, as okay. in James Bond Articulate Q. your words better, fam. I know how to articulate my words. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, she's like James Bond Q, where she has all the tech and all the gadgets and stuff that will help Black Panther kick some more ass. Yeah, there's a lot of ass kicking. Yeah, so just from the initial initial burst when thinking about this film, it is amazing though that he's got this really, you know, what makes Black Panther slightly different uh, in terms of his story compared to a lot of the other um, characters from the Marvel comic book universe is that he's got a really great support network behind him. You know, he's got his family yeah. with, with him. He's got like this army behind him. Um, and it's, you know, what, whereas all the other characters in all the other films, they're almost orphaned or they're loners uh, and they're trying to find a place in life. Yeah. He's like, a, he's a king of a country with his family around him with him, with an amazing army, an amazing sport network. I think that's a, I think that's a, actually a great. Um, he's like the only person with like a healthy, happy childhood. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's, he's had a sil- silver spoon in his mouth. It's not like, you know, like Bruce Wayne, where then he gets his parents killed off when he's really young. Everyone's there around him. It's, you know... There's it, not been any major trauma. Other yeah, than his, his dad, when he's, when his dad goes into the war. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, that seems to be the first bit of trauma that he's had to yeah, absolutely. Um, suffer. 100%. But yeah, who were your favourite characters? 
Uh, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, Michael B. Jordan playing Killmonger is the undoubted star of this film. Um, you know, j- just physically, he looks yeah, his, immense. Yeah, his body is definitely the star of the film. I'm a heterosexual male. I was slightly turned. That's okay. You know, I, I think I'm man enough to say it as well. You know, <laughs> you know I'm, there's no point hiding behind it. He looks amazing. And you know, the, the brilliant thing is, you know, we recently watched Fruitvale Station. And his growth, not only as an actor, but physically, uh, you know, the presence that he has on screen through each of those three films uh, is you can see the growth so you know, immensely where he's he's gone from, um, you know, when we used to watch him playing, uh, you know, Wallace in The Wire oh my God, you know, yeah. all those years ago. Oh, um, you know, this amazing so character in there. Um, and, you know, to the person he's become now, I think he, we can, we've almost seen his transition from with every film as well yes. to the person he's become. Um, and that point about Fruitvale Station is really interesting because I think that I came away just like, yeah, Killmonger's the baddie, but mm. I kind of understand that he's conflicted yeah, because he's he's got a point, but he just wants to kind of go about righting the wrongs in the wrong way. Yeah. It's kind of how I came away from it. But when I watched Fruitvale Station, actually, I felt so much more empathy for um, Killmonger yeah. because you see actually the levels of injustice that those... That, that him and his people have to go through in America. So like, it's just, it's insane the kind of things that when you think about all the way back from slavery till now, yeah, the oppression still exists. It Absolutely. might be at different levels, but it still exists. And that's what he's trying to fight against. And that's what he wants to use the wealth and the power of Wakanda to do. Yeah. And I think I needed to watch Fruitvale Station to get the context because obviously that's not my experience and I can't say that I understand it completely, but I could totally empathise more yeah, after seeing it. Yeah, it's amazing the fact that he's such a complex character. You know, he he's a villain in this piece. But yeah. a lot of what he says and the points he makes are incredibly relatable for a lot of people, especially um, African-Americans. Um, you know, talking about wanting to progress his people and help his people um, you know, and it's yeah. it's, it's crazy because um, Michael B. Jordan himself was talking about um, that he listened to a lot of Tupac um, just before he actually took on the role. Oh, okay. uh, and Tupac's got that that kind of complex individual characteristics himself, where yeah. he's a you know he's got the the black revolutionary aspect of his music, you know, but he's also got that thug life kind of you know that aspect of being from from California West Coast. Yeah, and there's a lot of that in the Killmonger character as well. Yes, um, and also, which I kind of like, I was finding it more interesting was the fact there's a lot of similarities between Killmonger and Magneto. Magneto is also someone that's very much about his people, which mm-hmm. is about the you know the progression of mutants uh, and trying to help them by all by any means necessary. And he's also seen the firsthand what it feels like to be oppressed. Yeah, um, for being. Jewish as well. Yeah, he comes from from Auschwitz, doesn't he? Well, he's in Auschwitz. And um, the pain and suffering that he he has there really informs and kind of inflames that anger that he feels later on when he sees sees the mutants being um, persecuted and um, the injustices towards the mutants. I think that's, it's a really interesting parallel. And I think it's a very similar parallel with with, Magneto. Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. He's because they've both gone through a, a massive trauma very early in their lives, which basically then dictates their formulative years going forward. Yeah. You know, and um, I just thought it was an amazing character. Uh, the way it was played by Michael B. Jordan was amazing. 
Um, you know, because there was a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that he was saying, you could you could almost hear aspects of like Huey P. Newton or, you know, Marcus Garvey. Mm. It was very kind of, you know, very revolutionary. Um, and I think that's the reason why people are very conflicted in terms of their opinions of the character, because there is so many people that can relate to what he's saying. Yeah. That you're almost like, you know, who's the actual hero? Who's the actual villain of this piece? Yeah. You know, um, it's just obviously his, his methods of going about it. Um, being so engulfed in power, you know, are in a, or spoiler alert again, uh, are the reasons for his downfall. Um, but also, it's, it's crazy such a how shame as well that he. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen more of his character, yeah. character develop. You know, because they were talking about, um, you know, we we're speaking to my brother Ashish earlier, who was reading about the fact that, you know, his last line in the film, um, I can't read off verbatim what he said, but almost in the, the lines of kind of, you know, I, I would, I'd rather, you know die on my feet than live on my knees kind of aspect yeah. and, and a lot of people in cinemas were you know putting the fists up in the air and and really kind of it was a real a real calling out message almost in a way yeah. wasn't it and he says something along the lines of um when t'challa says oh we're gonna bury you or something with our people or something yeah. like that um he says uh, throw me in the water because i'd like to um i it's something about following in the footsteps of the slaves who threw themselves off the boats into the water rather than yeah. live a life of oppression um, as slaves. Something like that. I can't remember the exact words, which yeah. I think is hugely powerful. And no, I think absolutely. a lot of people can can understand that, like that feeling. And as I said, I haven't like our our history on our the history of our people is different yeah. to the history of african americans and so we can empathize and we can understand but we can never really truly get it yeah no 100% and it's it's, it's crazy cuz you know you look at wakanda and it's almost like a a, a description or a, or almost a, a sense into the the thought process of what africa could really be like if there wasn't colonialism, I know it's yeah. kind of like, I know it's the obviously utopia a very, it would have yeah, been. you know, I know it's a very kind of like a, an, it's, it's a crazy fantasy advanced technological, amazing place with vibranium. Um, but it's, you know, there is a sense of, you know, what could have been. If it wasn't looted. If it wasn't looted, pillaged, <laughs> raped and burnt uh, as, as the rest of uh, the Commonwealth. Hey, all our Indian <laughs> cousins and our, our yeah. uh, you know, and like everywhere. African. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Well, take there's a, there's a plethora of places the empire have decided to ditch their flag in. Um, but as a, as a side point, if you could live in either one of the two of them, Wakanda or Zamunda? Where did that come from? Um, Wakanda, obviously. Really? Yeah. But you can get like your penises cleaned in like in amazing. Well, I don't have one, so Zamunda, where I get to be like in security and have a spear and kick ass. Right. That's what I'd like to be. Kick ass lady. Have petals thrown at you when you're walking down. No, I'd rather kick your ass. Right. What about you? She's a very violent chick. This this woman. I think I've guessed which one you would rather have. If there's a way I can, you know, I can get like, I'd love to combine a few, two or three different things into one element, you know, because Wakanda is amazing. And if I could, if I could even remotely live there or, or rule there, um, you know, I'd probably take that option. But those, those bathers, man, they're, they're something else. I'm giving you one of those looks again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one other point that we'd like to make uh, about Black Panther. Um, and it's uh, quite topical, I think, um, mm -hmm. especially with people of our descent. Uh, the Indian board have decided to censor a specific part of the film. 
and it's a part that was said by um, Mbaku. Is that how Mbaku, you say? Yeah. Mbaku of the Jabari tribe, um, where he actually says, "Glory to Hanuman!" Yay! Bigger and rightfully so. Glory to Hanuman indeed. Jai Bajrang Bali, as I would say. Um, and the word Hanuman was actually censored in India. It's insane. I just don't get it. I don't understand why that would happen. My only feeling is, and this is a disgusting thing to have to even think about, is that because he, the guy who says it is not Indian, he doesn't get to say it. There is a sense, I, I feel there's a sense of that. It's almost like a, we're the only ones that are allowed to praise Hanuman, no it's one else. absolute nonsense. Yeah, it's just another, another uh, step of regression when it comes to things at the Indian border. Obviously, we, the big thing about Badma that happened and they censored so much of that film. Uh, and there was, a, there was all kinds of issues on the streets and stuff with people. Oh my um, God. If they can, they will riot. And if they can, they will put a picket up at cinemas just for the smallest, stupidest thing. Yeah. And I just, this, I think the Indian board just thought, you know, before this becomes a thing, let's just, let's just censor it from the off. Yeah. But it's really weird because they didn't just, it's not the whole sentence. It's just glory too. You can hear glory too. And then yeah. it's like silence. Yeah, but I think you can see him mouth it. I think I've, I don't know. Like I said, I'll have to. We'll have to fly down to India and watch this film, and then fly back again and let you know what we thought about it next week. Or if someone can send us a link to the Indian version, <laughs> well, that might be that's easier. A, that's Slightly a, that's a boring way of dealing with it. It's a naughty way of doing it as well. We don't do that. No, no, we don't. And also, the other thing I loved about the whole Hanuman bit was, you know what? It actually felt like we belonged to this. <laughs> That we were included in this amazing, like, you know, universally, uh, you know, united moment. Are you just clutching at straws? I, I might be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just thought it was, like, there's been such a huge amount of support and unity involved in this project that I kind of feel like, you know what, now I can justifiably say, yeah, I'm part of that. Okay. Yeah. If that's, if that's what you need, then that's great. <laughs> I think we should just appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Um, but it was a nice bit. It was a nice bit because Mbaku is um, a worshipper. Of, yeah, they do worship um, gorilla gods. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, there's not many other monkey-based deities yeah. uh, in the world that I know of, other than other than Hanuman and monkey. And monkey. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember monkey? <laughs> oh, monkey! Oh, yeah, monkey. He's irrepressible. That monkey. Yeah, that monkey. Is he a god? I don't know. He was born as a, on an as an egg on the mountain top. <laughs> Monkey is something. He really rocks. And he had his other two other friends with him. I kind of pig, pig, piggy. I, d- I genuinely don't remember who the friends were. I just remember Monkey, and right. he was on the hand. Yeah, like at the beginning. Isn't he All I remember hand? is him like like ripping himself out of an egg, just cracking himself out, and it says, "Monkey is irrepressible," and then like. <laughs> This is incredibly blasphemous know? and incredibly borderline racist as well. And also, no one is going to know what we're on about. I know. Because you know what? It was on repeat when I was a kid. So if you remember it from the first time, and you're so old. The thing is, I'm, I'm guessing the people that are listening to this are people the same age as us, 80s babies. I don't think anyone under 25 is going to listen to this because it's a couple of boring old like farts talking about I mean, stuff I like that... to think that we're still relevant, but maybe we're not. I we're... did just say earlier on that I hate clubbing and I hate people in clubs. Yeah. So maybe that might turn them off. Yeah, our, our free bus pass is going to come soon. But anyway, <laughs> we're on to the next topic of agenda. And this is something very topical that I kind of found. Uh, and I want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Gucci. Oh, dear. Yes, indeed. So for those who haven't seen, uh, they recently had uh, a catwalk show 
uh, and a, and a few of the male models, and I think were it females or just the male models? I think so. I, mean, I couldn't really tell. They're all quite androgynous. They're quite, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I don't know. Um, were wearing uh, turbans that were tied as a Sikh person would tie uh, their turban. Yes. Um, thoughts. If I'm really, really honest, I'm not sure how I feel about it mm. because I saw it. And then I went on Twitter to see what everyone was thinking about it. <laughs> Before I, you could gauge an opinion. Let's see what everyone else says first. Well, no, it was just like, correct. I was like, what the hell is this? And then I went on there and there was just loads of people shouting the term cultural appropriation. Yeah. And I absolutely hate that term. I think that's so... It, it makes you want to be separate. It means that you want to be separate and that you want to have your culture... And nobody else can partake in that culture. And I think that's the wrong way to think about the world. And that might be a kind of hippy-dippy philosophy and we're all one and everybody should be able to love each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I don't care. That's how I feel. Um, I think that we can't be separate from everybody, but then still understood by everybody and still appreciated by everybody. Yeah. Like, I think you should be you should be allowed to have people who appreciate your culture and maybe want to take um, take parts of your culture on. But what I do have a problem with here is that this doesn't seem to serve any kind of purpose whatsoever other than to be more like cultural exploitation. Ooh, have we just invented a new term? I mean, I, I would love it if that's what we had Hashtag done. cultural exploitation, registered trademark, Jojo underscore B, 2018. <laughs> because I think... If you if you take something that is so meaningful, which is the turban, yeah. in the same way that hijab is very meaningful um, and um, is a kind of key part of a religion, yeah, and you just use it for fashion, but you don't... So there was no Sikh models, which yeah. they could very easily have done because there's lots of beautiful Sikh men and women out there yeah. um, who wear turbans and who could easily have rocked the clothes that they were I think that's almost the bigger wearing. picture with this is the fact that, you know, if they could have just as easily had praise throughout the social media world if there'd been a couple of yeah. Sikh male models um, who naturally sport the turban yeah. um, on the catwalk. And I think a lot of people would have had a huge amount of respect. Um, and, yeah. and I think I think that's where the, the key lack... It would have been an easy win for them to do that. Yeah, exactly. A really, like, you know, it just would have opened up the world of appreciation from the Sikh community around the world. And there's there's a lot of us. No, exactly. Um but also, like, so it didn't, It they took a really meaningful part of the religion and just plonked it on somebody and walked them down a catwalk. And yeah. the, and it doesn't seem like the collection's got any kind of, um, a, it doesn't seem like it shows any part of the collection for any kind of reason, if that makes sense. It's just, not, there's no, like, we're going to do a kind of Punjabi or Indian theme to the whole collection. Yeah, they just added a turban to an otherwise Western attire yeah. and, and just passed it off as I mean, know, I didn't fashion. check out all of the collection but it didn't seem like that there was any real point to it. So I just think that's when it becomes um, exploitation because you're just doing something for no reason whatsoever. You just think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I think um, There's going to be a, a fair line in there somewhere because there is there is a whole case of cultural exploitation when it comes to, you know, every community, you know, like this is on the other community for that specific same reason, whether it's, you know, if you're wearing, you know, like when we had the bindis and, and these kind of things in the 90s and we saw, you know, 
English people wearing them and stuff, and it was just like, oh, what's going on? This is cultural it's... exploit, you know, cultural appropriation. But um, that term didn't exist then. What we were was we were exotic, yeah, and we were exoticized. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and that's yeah, that's very much the case now. And I think that that is also wrong. Like we're no, not thing, we're not something know, to the... be gawped at. Well, it was a big thing with the uh, the Coldplay video with Beyonce. Uh, India was up in arms about cultural appropriation and the fact that she was wearing, you know, um, Indian. Well, it was more actually more Middle Eastern attire, wasn't it? But, yeah, um, the, the jewelry and stuff looked far more Arabic than it did Indian. Yeah, exactly. But there was a whole thing about cultural appropriation, and everyone was up in arms about it. And my back of my head, I'm thinking, well, no one's walking around in kurta pajama all day, walking out in the streets. Uh, no one's no. wearing sherwanis. No one's wearing uh, saris. No one's wearing chaniyatjodis. Uh, walking up the streets, we're all dressed up in jeans, t-shirts, jackets, trainers, yeah. baseball caps, bomber jackets, parkers, which is definitely not Indian attire. The way we speak, I'm from Newcastle. I might not be able to hear it so much in my accent these days, but the way I used to speak when I was at home, that was all Geordie. That was pure Geordie, the words that I used to use. That's what, so am I culturally appropriating Geordie yeah culture because i used to speak like that and sometimes i still do there is a thing with obviously we've we've now integrated into into society here and we're part of the society here and i feel that it's you know british culture is a mix of everything and in that comes fashion and clothing and speech um and food and you know the way we live our culture is a mix of everything so christmas at our house is the best it really is. If you want to, uh, next Christmas, everyone is invited to... I do the, Christmas with bells on, but it's veggie Christmas. Nothing wrong with a veggie Christmas. Well, veggie is the way forward. Yeah, make a mean Wellington. She does make an absolutely sick Wellington. It's awesome. But anyway, stop making me hungry. Um, <laughs> the point we have to make is, you know, cultural appropriation is, you know, will, will always be thrown about it. And, it, and that's the problem. It will just be ranted and raved on social media for a few weeks and it'll be completely... Under well, the carpet, you know. We're the generation of complaining, so there'll be something else to complain about tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, and that's unfortunate because then we don't get taken seriously for anything. Yeah. But when it comes back down to Gucci and the turbans, I just thought it was pointless. It was a pointless thing to do. And yes, we can be up in arms about it all. But at the end of the day, it was just nonsense. The whole thing was nonsense. Their whole collection was nonsense. The models looked awful. Can I just say a point about the models? I like, okay, the, the turbans aside, which was, you know, pretty crazy in itself. The one male model had this <laughs> amazing monobrow, like unbelievable oh, my monobrow. God. Like, you know, sometimes you only get monobrows where you get a thick eyebrow and then it goes in the middle of it. It, it goes slightly in and there's a Like a gargoyle one. No, this, but imagine gargoyle's eyebrow. Uh, yeah, it goes thin in the middle, doesn't it? So it, goes, it kind yeah, of yeah. looks half decent. But this was like, the it maintained the consistent level of thickness all the way across his forehead. It's just like a line on his head. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's almost like, do you remember that old uh, Simpsons episodes where uh, Maggie used to have uh, a nemesis baby <laughs> that had a monobrow? <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what? That was almost 25 years ago. This is what that child looks like now. Oh God! So you know he's he he is now uh, a male model for Gucci, um, and he's still sporting the same monobrow. Do you know what? And good for him. You really? Know, you know what? If you if you're gonna have one, you must just flaunt it, fam. Look, if they want to use turbans, then they should also understand other Indian things that we do, like threading. <laughs> hey, that what? Well, not everyone threads. I've seen some on Beyonce. Like, well, 
you know they need they need threading you know once you've had like 10 kids you can just let it go after a while but (laughs) for the rest of us we go to the parlor every week or two and get it sorted and that's what he needs to do he needs to get it sorted big up keeping these threaded ladies in work i think it's a great way forward um (laughs) uh so we're going to be start closing up now on our very first show but i have before i finish we have to talk about uh, a massive tragedy uh that happened yesterday um the amazing beautiful graceful divine goddess of indian cinema screens sri devi passed away very sad um you know i was like i was uh you know a a child of the 80s growing up watching her films um you know whether it was jandani or you know lumhe jalbaz uh mr india you know she so many iconic characters that she portrayed on screen um and you know and she was one of those actresses where she almost didn't need to have an actor to define her she was there was very rarely that she had she was like this eye candy piece in films she had so much personality that's why she was so like infectiously bubbly and she could like own the screen yeah she didn't need to be yeah the arm candy she she was more than that but she she did play some amazing eye candy in herself because she was amazingly beautiful yeah and it was you know and she you know she she had this this sense of being able to this all-round multitasking amazing dancer amazing actress mm-hmm. um the personalities were were through the roof um you know i'm, I'm a massive fan of amitabh bachchan so i'll always fondly remember her films that she she did alongside him like uh inkalab you know khuda gawa um you know at, at, they went it was, it was crazy because he must have been about 20 years older than her at the time yeah probably. but yeah it wasn't frowned upon it was never one of those things it was it's like the way you see rajinikant did films with aishwarya Rai now where he's like old enough to be a father but back then, it wasn't. It was never something that was like, "Oh my God, look how much older than he is." Than her. It, they just seemed to complement each other so well. The screen, the chemistry on screen was like unbelievable, and and because she's also like got this comedic side, it almost brought out the best of him in their scenes together as well. At the same yeah. time, um, you know, and I just it's just so sad because she was only fifty four. Uh, just a couple of days ago, she was you know putting out pictures of her still looking absolutely stunning she's so beautiful on another level on 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 another level and she's and it's amazing when you see those actresses from that period they some of them are graced so well you look at madhuri dixit stunning um, looks awesome you know rekha's 60 plus now and she looks amazing mm-hmm. Lina Daman, the same so they all look amazing yes but they were all or they still are all again like i was saying like really strong women yeah absolutely. who are just still owning it in in india yeah and, and it's crazy how you know some of them led very tragic lives as well you look at rekha you look at zina Daman. she days had her problems i don't think she, rekha would think her life was tragic no, no imagine saying that to her face she's a boss yeah you know she is a boss um and so was Devi, which makes this all the more shocking and all the more you know it's just it came just absolutely out of nowhere way um, before her time way before her time yeah and i think again because I'm very connected to the people that I grew up watching in Bollywood, which is why I was really sad when Shashi Kapoor passed away or, yeah. or Vinod Khanna, you know, and, and these kind of people, because they're very ingrained with the films that I watched growing up. Um, and Sri Devi was, was part and parcel of that whole time period. So it was something that affected me and it's affected many millions of Indians worldwide. Um, and so we can only say thank you so much, Sri Devi, for all the memories, all the films um, and for just being you, you know, she was um, she was one of a kind. And I think we'll all miss her terribly. Um, so to finish up, um, a couple of things that's going to be happening soon. Um, I am part of a live panel 
uh, on uh, an event called All Right Chair. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Why was I need to laugh? Because I put Che at the end of everything and then say that I'm speaking Gujarati. Yeah, Jojo B is one of the more racist Punjabis. Um, and even to this day, being married to Gujarati has only made her worse. So she it's finds all our faults. It's not racist. Don't be all this about now we're all one family again and yeah. you're allowed to say what you want in front of mine, but I can't say anything in front of yours. Yeah, Taniche. How dare you? Anyway, so I'll be part of that on uh, this Saturday coming up the 3rd of March, Subrung Arts. Follow me on social media, all the platforms, and check out the poster. Tickets are still available, so make sure you get them. Uh, Jojo B, you're part of a book club. I am. Discuss. Um, so we had a really interesting book um, the last month. Um, it was um, uh, Small Little Things by Jodie Picoult, and it's very interesting. Um, I've never read any of her books before, but I would highly recommend it. It's all about race. Um, in America um, and it's done from three different perspectives and yeah I don't Boring. want to, don't want to give too to much alright like, it was really batteries. interesting it was really interesting to read that the same week that I watched Black Panther oh, okay, and nice. all of the other stuff in Fruitvale Station it all kind of tied in very nicely together and I thought it was really interesting I highly recommend it um, it's a bit soft but it's okay because it's Jodie Picoult so I think it is meant to be a bit soft um, the next book <laughs> is Jane Austen Oh shit. It was my turn to pick. You picked Jane Austen. I we haven't done a classic yet and there was there was a couple of Jane Austens I hadn't read, so I was like, yeah, I want to do that. So I picked Persuasion. And I'll let you know what it's like once I've read it. But I big think, up the book group. Yeah, big up the book group and if there's any uh, recommendations you have for future books for these chicks to start digging into and you know complaining about, ranting about, which is what she does to me every time she reads another book. She's like, oh my God, I hate this book. Can I, just I hate say, it so much. My first choice um, a few months ago was The Good Immigrant awesome. by Nikesh Shukla. Big up my bro Nikesh, if he's listening. Probably. It went down a storm with the ladies. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so any more good suggestions I would much appreciate. But this time we're going classic and there's nothing wrong with a bit of classic. There is nothing wrong. We're classic. You know, so if anything, I vintage. Can totally, yeah, we're vintage. Yeah. <laughs> we're aging finer than a, a nice wine. Um, and then, very last thing is, uh, I've got a collaboration coming up with the Punjabi Scratch Addicts, which you will be hearing about very soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I think you know what? That's that's the end of our first show, Jojo B. How do you think it went for you? I think it went okay. I think so. I think it was emotional. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we, we we found out a lot newer things about ourselves. We did. We can chat. I can't think shit. of anything. Yeah, I think we could always chat shit. That's true. But now we're going to make other people listen to it. Yes. So if you're listening every week for us chatting even more shit, tune in for the next episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. My name is Swami Barakas. And I am Jyoti B, aka Jojo B, aka Mrs. Barakas. What? Signing off. Peace. See ya.